Thank you so much for downloading the episode on the show today. We talk about 90th birthday parties, hostile bees, and some weird stuff that's been happening in the world lately, from marathons to a little ditty. That and your Vegas ugly and awkward moments of the week. Shop lipandclip.com for all of your holiday needs. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. My boobs are just so big. They just take over everything. Paula. Here's to honor. If you can't come in her, come on her. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to The Ugly Truth. It is episode 324. Ugh! Ugh! Thank you for listening, everyone. We are Sisters Who Podcast. We are Sisters Who Podcast. Thank you for reminding us, Paula. You're welcome. Okay, so we'll just get right into it because we always run late and producer Deb always rolls his eyes when he sees our files are more than an hour long. (laughs) He's like, 45 minutes! I said 45 minutes! Here's the reason. Podcasters... Our podcast listeners lose interest around minute 30. And even if you're funny as hell, nobody's going to listen for more than that. Oh. And so the, the last 15 minutes we were, we're wrapping up. And that's why we do our ugly and ugly, awkward moments of the week at the end. So that hopefully they'll stick through that part. And then we say our goodbyes. And that's the end of it. But you and I, because we just know each other so well, we could talk for the hours every day. It would not matter. We just had a half an hour conversation before we started this podcast, actually. About literally nothing. And so the problem is, is that he says, I don't want to cut anything because it's all funny, but no one's going to listen for an hour. So you have to be, you have to be diligent. And I said, all right, fine, producer Deb, we'll do our best. And so every time I say, okay, 45 minutes, he's like, "Mm mm-hmm, yes. We're going to be really good, producer Deb, I promise. Today we are. Today we are, for real and true life. Okay, I wanted to tell you, I have never been to a birthday party for anyone over the age of 50. Really? Well, we're not, I mean... Well, how old is uh, Daryl's dad? Well, I was just going to digress and say, that's not, that was a lie. I have been to one. One, and it was last year when Daryl's dad turned 70, and they had a big 70s-themed party where I went, Daryl and I went as Sunny and Cher. Oh, that's cute. And we didn't look at anything like Sunny and Cher. <laughs> well, I'm sure Daryl did, but... He did. He he looked more like Sunny than I did like Cher. So by the end of the evening, I... And, oh, and here's the other thing. So it's a 70s theme, coming to your 70s. We were one of like three people that dressed up. Oh, God, don't you hate that? Everybody else was in normal clothing. And I was like, what's the deal? And all the older women were wearing like their old fur coats from the 70s. I'm like, well, that's really Studio 54 like, but here we are in full garb. We went to Party City and completely (laughs) went nuts, right? And they're like, oh, you guys look so great. Sunny and Cher, right? I'm like, yes. I had an Indian outfit on, like a Native American. Because I was going to be, you know, (laughs) I was going to be. Whatever she was during that time. Why can't I remember it? I love Cher. I know everything about her. How can I not remember the name of it? Cher songs. God damn it. Hold on. <sighs> Hold on. I know it. Half Breed. That's it. That's Half Breed? <laughs> yes. God. Half Breed is the name of the song. So, or gypsies, tramps, and thieves. Da, 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 that, that one. I wonder how well Half Breed would go over on today's radio <laughs> waves. 
I am guessing that she does not sing that song during her residency in Las Vegas. <laughs> Can I tell you how disappointed I am that we didn't go see that show? Really? Yeah, I really wanted to see you it. You never Cher. even said a thing. I did. I asked earlier before Stephanie canceled. I said, you guys want to go see Cher? Um, no. Oh, like, God damn it. All right. I wish we had seen it. I would have, you know what? I wouldn't go alone, but I definitely wanted to go. Uh, she'll be around. I can see it. She's always having a retirement concert tour, so. I don't know. I mean, with all the plastic surgery, does anybody really know how old she is? I think she's in her 70s. No way. Anyway, um, so I have never been to a birthday party for someone who's in their 90s, ever. And so Daryl's what does that consist of? Well, I'll tell you. Daryl's dad <laughs> is 90. He just turned 90. His stepdad. His mom and his stepdad have been married for, I think, 38 years or something. Wow. A long time. And uh, yeah, because Daryl was like 11 when they got married. So anyway, it was a surprise party. Now, gosh, is that a good idea? That's exactly what I thought. That didn't seem wise, but uh, there was no lights out turn on the lights surprise he just okay. wa- he walked into we had it at like a community center so he thought he was going to an anniversary party for some friends and oh. so when when he, we were all there an hour early everything was set up his daryl's mom did an amazing job on everything and he walks in and we're all standing up and he looks around and he sees all of his kids and he sees mm-hmm. us and he sees all these people from his past even family from the east coast came out and he started to cry. Aww. And of course, we all start to cry because it's he's so beloved. And now Daryl's stepdad was in the education system his whole life. He's from the East Coast, but he came out. His family brought they came out here. So when he was young, he went to school out here and he ultimately became the principal of a lot of the Bay Area schools in the East Bay. And he's quite beloved here. And so he actually had students that were in school when he was their principal that were at the party. Oh, my gosh. It was like, like Mr. Holland's opus. It really was, Paula. There were a lot of happy tears. And it didn't feel like your traditional birthday party. We were celebrating a man and just all of the people that he has affected positively. Daryl had to do the first toast. <laughs> Oh, God, how did that go? It went well, but he was nervous because his mom told him like the day before. She's like, oh, by the way, you're going to kick off the toasts. And he's like, "Um, all right. Did (laughs) he have something written down? No. (laughs) So I said, are are you ready to go up there? Because your mom is she's rapping right now, which means she's going to be calling you up any minute. And he's like, no. And I said, listen, here's the thing that I've heard about your dad my whole life knowing you. And you've said it, too. You tell me how smooth he is. He was sharp. He was he was all about the clothes. He was put together, smooth. Everybody liked him, men, women, children. Everybody thought he was the best. And so he's like, yeah, that's true. And I said, so just start with that and see where it leads you. And he's like, all right. So he goes up there. And of course, I'm just proud as ever. I just, Aww. you know, you know how it is when something like that happens. You're like, oh, you're doing such a good job. Good for you. You know, I'm no, clapping. Usually Victor's toast consists of, <laughs> here's to honor. If you can't come in her, come on her. <laughs> awesome. Classy. Those are army toasts. 
I see. So hoorah, right? Or is that the Marine Corps? <laughs> I don't remember. Doesn't matter. So he went up there and he said, you know, he goes to the one of the smoothest men I've ever met. And all the men in the room, they're all like, hell yeah. They were like, yes, he is. They all agreed. <laughs> Everybody clapped and cheered. And then people just one by one, his nephews, his, you know, school people that, you know, they're like, we used to call him the captain because he was the only one that could steer the ship right. And it was just amazing. And then Pops, we call him Pops, he he made a couple of statements and everybody, I mean, it was like you could hear a pin drop when he talked because he's so wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing how many things you learn when you're 90, like how yeah, many really. things you learn. You've seen a lot of life. He has, and especially working in the East Bay. Mm-hmm. And he said it was in the 70s. He told us a story because, you know. In this, in this culture that we're living in now, everything is so divisive. And so, and he's seen it all. I mean, he's lived through the 70s, the 60s, he was in the Korean War. I mean, he's seen it all. Wow. So he said, I was a principal in a middle school and we had a lot of gang problems in the East Bay back in the 70s. It was Mexicans, blacks, and whites were all fighting and there were gangs and even in middle school there were, and they were violent. He said, so I, I said, I, I never understood it because he just doesn't understand racism. And so he said, I brought in the two representatives from each of those gangs and all six, all, all of them sat down with him. And, you know, we, I, he's like, what is it? What's the difference between y'all? Really? What is it? Mm-hmm. And they hashed it all out and he stopped the violence in his school. Wow. Isn't that crazy? He was just so influential. And some of those people are still alive and they're just like, Mr. Otten is still with us. Oh, my God. He changed my life. I mean, that's a good educator, right? Right. Or a good parent or something. So anyway, we got to enjoy and see all of it. It was really, really cool. Really cool. I loved it. I mean, I've never experienced a party like that before. So to me, and it was funny. I said, I don't know what I was worried about. Your parents always throw on good parties. Always. Yeah. They have good people and they always have good food. There was a little beer and a little wine there. You know, all the kids were, you know, having a good time. We got to talk. I got to meet so many relatives that I never met before. And then it was right towards the end and Cal or Pops, he's st- he, obviously he's getting tired because it's like nine o'clock. Yeah. And so we start wrapping it all up and I get hit with a hardcore migraine like out of nowhere. Oh, no. I, I I truly blame the the air. I think the air is really bad. And I'm not a sensitive Sally, but I just think we were out in it a lot, all day and all night. And then we came home. And then, of course, the next day, I'm like, no, I refuse to let this migraine knock me down. So we, of course, I, I insisted that we do all of our errands. So, of course, I was out in it. And then I woke up this morning and feeling like I wanted to die. <laughs> but thank God for drugs, right? Yeah, really. I mean, I think I counted the days from when we left for Vegas. It was exactly last Friday Mm -hmm. that I started to feel stuffy and my throat was a little sore. And I'm just like, it was either the airplane or somewhere in the hotel room. But I have caught some sort of crud. And I was diligent yeah. about hand washing. Paula, we were so sanitary. My hands were dry. I Me mean, too. It, mind you, it was the desert. But I mean, I had like <laughs> flakes on my hands because yeah. they were so dry. We were we were doing the OCD washing. Because no I doubt. didn't want to get anything in that disgusting town. I, <laughs> so. Whenever we went anywhere outside of our, our room, I used my sleeves to touch everything. So I just I. was not. I touched every place but the handle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> everybody's so, everybody, there's just so many people. It's not that everyone's filthy, even though they are. 
it's just that there are so many people that touch the same handle over and over again, and it grosses me out to think about it. But the I mean, plane there's bound to be poo on it at one point. Oh, there's fecal matter everywhere, and it's like I know that the plane is where we got it. I know it's, it. I'm sure, that's probably what it was. It was probably the lady that was smelled like sour cream. It's just infection, pussy, something somewhere in her body. I just. <sighs> People she was probably sick. septic and going on her, you know, last hurrah. Why can't people just be clean? Why can't they just dress like normal and just act <sighs> and behave normally? And, you know, I, I miss the days of cloth handkerchiefs that men would have so they could just snot into those instead of into the air. Like, Where how hard is women that? Women wore white gloves, you know? Seriously, if a woman wore white gloves, you'd be like, I wonder what's under those gloves. I would just be <laughs> happy to wear white gloves because that means I didn't have to touch anything. Are we getting weird? <laughs> Maybe we are. I don't know. I'm just trying to bring back style and etiquette, all right? I don't want my bare hands touching anything poopy. I can't stand when I go to the doctor that mm. they don't wash their hands anymore. They just pump that little stuff in their hand. Really? And like the little antibacterial foam. I see. Well, I'm like, all you're doing now is rubbing dead cells <laughs> on your hands. So the dead cells can be on my body. I think I'm very lucky. My doctor washes his hands in front of me and the nurses, they, before they handle anything, they come in and they do the Purell or whatever that stuff is. Mm -hmm. But he does wash and then Purell. He does both. That's good. Well, only, you know, especially if he's going to touch skin and stuff. I mean, if he's just going to sit there and talk to you, I wouldn't expect it, but. I expect them to put gloves on, but they don't. Yeah. Well, you know, my dentist does. But, um, well, that's for his protection. <laughs> I know. Well, the mouth is a filthy place. It sure is. <laughs> well, vaginas are dirty, too. Yes, they are. I will say he does wear gloves when he does the rectal exams. So there's that. God. And you know what I appreciate about my old <laughs> if doctor? He, if he didn't, I'd be worried. When he did the rectal exam, as he was pulling the glove out, he was turning it inside out. So... <laughs> I have I have nothing never, to be seen. <laughs> I have never seen a tinted glove come out of my butt ever. I always look. I'm like turning sideways trying to see what's going on. Actually, what sucks is, I don't know if they do this for you, but when you get a rectal exam and they're done, I've never seen the tinted glove, but they hand you two tissues. They always hand me like a crap ton of tissues. Oh. No like, pun intended, but here, you're, you're going to need more than two, Mrs. Well, Paula. because they just did the pelvic, they did the little speculum, then they did the the rectal, and you know you're just like covered in ky whatever that yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm just like God, I'm just you know I could slide right off this <laughs> chair. So the grossest thing about doing those exams is when you're done and they leave you alone to dress or do whatever. I always feel violated. Like I feel like every orifice is, I almost feel like I've had sex, you know, it's like Jesus Christ. So I clean up. And the thing that I hate the most is the little wet spot on the tissue on the the bench you were sitting on. I always pick that up and throw it in the trash. I do too. I know they're supposed to do it. I do it myself. But when I see that little quarter size wet spot, (laughs) Yes. I just, it's disgusting to me. And I'm like, God damn it, Jamie Lynn, keep it together. I pick everything up, including the gown and everything. everything. I shove it in the trash. I do too. And of course, the waste bag, it's like the size of a, a bathroom <laughs> trash. For a little girl's so, room. <laughs> right. I know. 
Like, how do they do? I do the same thing. I'm like, I realize I'm probably not required to do the cleanup, but I'm doing it because I am completely paranoid. God forbid, should there a speck of brown or anything? Oh my God, well, just... I've never seen that. Well, not that anyone would, but just in case, <laughs> I'm just saying. Seriously. And then I wash my hands, I get dressed, and then like I peek my head out and I'm like, am I done? <laughs> I always peek my head. They're like, we'll be right with you. <laughs> they always summon me back into that in that cold room. But he always comes in because they do, they do the preliminary pap and rectal check there. Oh. Okay. And they'll come in and say, everything looks great. We'll send it in for more, but it's, it looks good. And so if there's anything unusual, they'll say, well, that's never happened to me, but no. should it, they, then they'll order more tests, essentially. But yeah, I've been very lucky so far. But yes, I don't know how we got on that subject, to be honest with you, but I wanted to tell you, uh, I never told you, I think you knew, Daryl, for some reason, got a wild hair. He wanted to go away for the weekend before Vegas. Because he wanted to pee on you. Right. And so I, he said, hey, we can go to Bodega Bay, which is uh, the North Sonoma coastline. He goes, hey, we can go there. It's this or that. It's super cheap, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I turned to him and I said, why are we doing this? And he goes, what? I just thought it'd be fun. You just said you wanted to go to the beach. And I go, yeah, but I mean, like now? He's like, yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. And he goes, and then he gives me this look. Almost, I, I li- he literally had the face like I had just slapped him in the mouth. He goes, what? You don't want to go? Am I wasting my money? And I said, whoa. My money? What? Well, he's very good about saying our money, but he said, am I wasting my money and time? And I said, no, I just don't know where this is coming from. It's very odd. And I said, is this because I'm going to Vegas next weekend? And he goes, "Uh, no. And I said, and you really want to go with us? I know you do because you've looked at flights twice. No, no, that's not at all. So uh, we went and we stayed at a new hotel that we had never stayed at before. And it was, it was they had just done a full gut renovation, mm-hmm. which I did not know, which is always pleasant to know when you get there that everything's new. And you always find out everything's new because they don't know, the help don't necessarily know how to operate certain things. The help. God. The bartender, whatever. And so <laughs> we were there and we asked if we could have the fire pit turned on because we were going to sit outside and have a cocktail and it was kind of cold. He goes, yeah. So he comes out. Okay, this is the weirdest thing. His name was Aaron. Okay. At first glance, because he was wearing glasses and he had his long hair and a ponytail. At first glance, he doesn't look like much. But when he came out, I was still, I was looking at him, and obviously he's local. He's he clearly is a surfer because he was super tan and he just mm-hmm. had that swimmer face look. Right. He could have been a freaking model. He was wow. really good looking, but he was uglying himself up. Hmm. I was like, why is he working here? But I think it was one of those things where, you know how some people don't know how attractive they are? Yes. I, I kind of think that's what it was. And Could so be. he just didn't, he just didn't care. And I was like, and I told, of course, Daryl, because I tell him everything. I'm like, you know, that guy could have been a model. He goes, oh, really? And I said, yeah, Aaron. He's like, his name is Aaron. I'm like, yes. Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) So he turned on the fire pit and he didn't know how to do it. And of course, Daryl's assisting. He's like, listen, the gas has been on for a long time. So when you hit that flame, it's going to billow. Yeah, maybe we should turn that down. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, he goes, I'm sorry, this is all new to me. We've only had these for six weeks and we rarely have to be the ones to turn them on. It's oh. usually another, the next shift usually does it. Oh, okay. And so he was in the morning shift. Anyway, so he turned it on. Of course, it billowed. <laughs> Nobody's right. Nobody was singed. But we were sitting there enjoying, and then suddenly the bees start to arrive. 
the bees. They have beehives on the property to make their own honey. Oh. It's one of those kinds of places where they, it's like farm to fork, so they have a lot of the stuff on, on property. Okay. So the bees start arriving, and they're fine, except they smell my mimosa, and they want the, the, the sugar. The sugar. So I'm sitting there, and I said, what's with the bee? And they're getting really aggressive. Good God. So we actually had to get up and leave. I said, we need to get out of here. And so we're getting, and the bees follow. One got stuck on my hair, Paula. <gasps> I was freaking out of a little, ah, ah, ah. and Joe's like, come down, come down. And I'm like, I'm sure this was an amazing sight. He's like, it's in your hair. I'm like, no. And he's like, just calm down. And so he gets it out. I could hear it. It was terrifying. Terrifying. Oh my gosh. I said, we are leaving now. Because it was the next day after we were, we were trying to nurse a little bit of a hangover because the night before we'd had dinner there. And they have a really pretty uh, spawn pool that you can go until like 11 o'clock at night. And when we went out there, there was no one there. And they have this huge gas fire pit with like benches and stuff. So we were sitting there drinking our fancy wine out of the bottle because we didn't have any glasses. Yeah. (laughs) And and that's when people start arriving. Oh. The second when you think you have alone time. That's when people start to arrive. And so there was like a gaggle of old people showing up. And they're like, oh, the spa is so refreshing when it's 30 degrees outside. Luckily, we were pretty hammered, so we didn't care. Good. So the next day when we were leaving, I said, so do you do you feel complete? Do you think I can go to Vegas now without there being any kind of issue? Honey, that's not why we did this. Right. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. Anyway, I just thought it was funny. Usually you get peed on the day of. So. Right? <laughs> Usually. But now you're getting a trip out of it. That's pretty good. I did. Although I, you know, I don't know. I I guess I'm I guess I'm just not one of those people, but it took it takes me a long time to prepare for something like a Vegas trip. So I really wasn't mentally interested in going away the week before the big trip. So I wasn't I was like, "Yeah, let's go," but <sighs> I really have a lot to mentally prepare for. I have to fly on a plane by myself. I don't know what this weekend's going to entail. I, You know, the Uber thing was really stressful for me. So to have to put all that aside for 48 hours to go to the beach, just I, I know that there are others who are laughing and going, what do you mean? It's It's so easy. It's not for me. Well, two trips in one week is kind of stressful. I thought so. And I'm like, and do you know how much laundry that requires? How many outfits? I mean, God, it was crazy. And I'd be like, we're spending a crap ton of money in Vegas. Why spend extra money like the weekend before? It doesn't make any sense to me. That's what I thought too. But, but you know, you know whatever Daddy things. Warbucks wants to pay off. <laughs> whatever Big wants, Big gets. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so I wanted to talk about a couple of things that have been going on because just little snippets you and I have been talked about. Did you happen to see... The guy who proposed to his girlfriend who was running the New York City Marathon. No. What okay. happened? So this girl is on mile 16. I don't know how long the marathon is. He didn't even wait till the end. No. What an idiot. <laughs> right. So, so and of course, some some cohort is filming the whole thing for him. So she turns the corner at mile 16 and he runs out into the running area Gets on one knee as she turns the corner and she has to stop midway and she's out of breath and running and proposes to her. What is she supposed to do? Is she supposed to keep running going, I'll see you at the finish line, which is probably what I would have done. No, she had to stop. Wait until the finish line, you fool. (laughs) Okay, first, there's a there's a bunch I hate about it. One, 
I don't want to be made a spectacle of because this isn't about her. This is about him. Mm-hmm. I hate that a lot. Engagements should be a private matter. No one else should be there. Right. Not the whole the whole world who's competing in the New York City Marathon. But I found it offensive in that he was making it about him and not about the proposal. He could have done anything and it wouldn't it would have been equally as intrusive, in my opinion. It kind of disrespects all of her hard work that she's been trained. You have to train for those. You don't just decide one day to hop about like a bunny in the New York City Marathon. You have to train for that for like a year. And not just that, he's burning up her time. Yes, that's the other thing. And I'm like, I'm sure, I'm sure that 16 represents something. God only knows. Mile 16 or something represents something. I don't know. I found it really rude. I Well, first of all, anybody I dated who wanted to propose to me would never dare do that. Yeah, I'd be like, while you're down there, eat my shoe. <laughs> and I'd keep running. <laughs> I'd be like, really? Really, Billy? Is this how we're handling this? No! And I would keep running. I told you no the last two times. How many times do I have to tell you to stop interfering with my running? <laughs> yeah, I'd be pissed. I'd I'm be running pissed. for a reason. God! <laughs> If this isn't symbolic to you, I don't know what else to say to you. Move out! Yeah, God. it would be just ridiculous. But that's why I don't marry people like that. <laughs> that's why I would never be with someone like that. Why can't people just do it privately? I don't understand. Well, here's someone who did it privately. Meg Ryan is engaged to John Mellencamp. When did he lose the cougar? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I always say John. I even wrote down John Cougar Mellencamp, but I don't know. I, it was some point. It's the same reason when people start going by a different name. It's probably when he got with Meg Ryan. She's just like, you know, I, really I don't know if he think that. it would just sound better with just John Mellencamp. You're a man now. You you know, you're just out of that, that world. You're and not doing so, a little ditty anymore. Really? You think I should lose the cougar? Yeah, I really do. People will take you seriously. Seriously, as an artist. <laughs> so now he's John Mellencamp wearing his pile of scarves. I don't know. But they're engaged. And she, I guess she put something like engaged on Instagram. And the only thing I could think of was Sleepless in Seattle when she's out in the very beginning when she goes, Walter and I are engaged. <laughs> That's all I could think of every time. I love that movie so bad. That is so funny. She has like young adoptive children, I think, or one. She has adoptive kids? She did. She adopted, I think, a young child from Africa, I believe. Oh, well, that's good. (laughs) Does she have normal children? Does she have other children with Dennis Quaid? (laughs) Jamie, does she have children via birth with Dennis Quaid? I thought they had kids. I actually don't think they adopt the child together. I don't know. She adopted it by herself. Oh, okay. It could be like a teenager by now. (laughs) I don't really know much. I think it was a little boy. Okay. Well, I I don't know much about when she got the baby. It was a baby. But I mean, that was, you know, that could have been 10 years ago for all I know. So time flies when you don't give a shit. So... Yeah, so they're engaged. I I guess they've had a pretty tumultuous relationship. They've broken up like two or three times. Shocking. She's unusual. She's an unusual gal. I wish she hadn't messed with her mouth, really. She was so cute. And you know what? Cute women... The, the Sally Field and I, I will also have that problem. When you have little chubby cheeks, and it's really cute when you're young, but then when you start getting older, you start to look like you have jowls. But I think Sally Field looks good. I just think it's fine. I don't know why there's... I, I think it's too bad that people are so obsessed with aging 
that they mess up their face to to try to think that looks better is just so wrong. I mean, Courtney Cox, I mean, she learned a hard lesson, man. Look at Renee Zellweger, for God's <sighs> sakes. Yeah, people are like, hey, she feels good about herself. And I'm like, how many movies has Renee Zellweger done since then? How many? I'm just curious. Oh, really? Two? Maybe? She I mean, it's been years. Un- she's had such a unique look. That's what got her the part. I thought she was a cutie pie before she messed up with her little face, but whatever. Yeah, I'm afraid to touch my eyes, but I really do want to get like a brow lift. You know what? My, our mother, Miss Vane, has had a brow lift and a nose job, and I she's know. proud of it. But she doesn't look plastic surgery, she looks normal. Well, all of hers were medically necessary. (laughs) All of them are medically necessary, if you ask anybody. They get Botox for migraines, Paula, not for filler. (laughs) I thought about actually talking to my doctor about that. The thing is, is I don't think they inject it into your cheekbones. I think they inject it into somewhere else. I know, I think they put it in a place where it doesn't matter. Where no one will see it. Yeah. It's true, in your temple or something. Anyway, so Kate Upton and Justin Verlander had their baby. Yay. So I her, am, her boobs will be ginormous. Oh, I'm sure they are already. I don't know why, but I am obsessed with Kate Upton. I really? love her. Uh, yeah, I just love her. I just, I don't, she's only 26, which oh is my shocking. God. I know. Um, I just think she's so pretty. I just love her. And I love her attitude. You know, I follow her on Instagram and I just, everything about her. And she and her husband, Justin Rolander, who's, Really, he got lucky because he's not that cute. I mean, he's cute because he's a baseball player. He's got a nice booty and stuff because he's a pitcher. I love baseball players. Ooh, a pitcher. Yeah, he's a pitcher, which means he's a gajillionaire. But he is completely in love with her. They're like completely in love with each other. That's cute. So I love that. I I just do. And, well, they're newlyweds still. They've only been married a year. So (laughs) still. Oh, so she got pregnant like right away. They got pregnant. I think they had practically the honeymoon baby. Oh, okay. So it was like they were married three months or so. Well, I do know that athletes, if they're trying for a family, I know athletes will try to ensure that the baby is born post-season. So it kind of makes sense. I mean, he went to the playoffs. Yeah. But she was still, you know, but she was due, you know, way after. So it worked out. Speaking of ginormous boobs, have you seen Jessica Simpson lately? (laughs) Daryl said something about her the other day. Well, he loves Jessica Simpson. Okay, but her boobs aren't even, like, attractive anymore. Are they just, like, mammary glands at this point? (laughs) They are just... I I can't even explain. They're like those red bouncy balls that you play on the playground with under clothes. Uh, As someone who knows what it's like to have extra large breasts, that cannot be comfortable for her. No, and I feel bad for her because, I mean, she's dressing as good as possible, but, I mean, she looks really matronly. I've seen her wearing a lot of ponchos. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. Her boobs are so huge. So they had us at this birthday party. There was a lady walking around with like a, a an updated Polaroid and she wanted to take pictures of everybody that was there. And then we put him, they put him in this really pretty photo album and then you signed the photo mm-hmm. the page. So they're like, okay, you guys have to do it now. You know how much I love being seen and photographed. And so we had to do this. And Polaroids are just so complimentary to yeah, all. flattering. They're so flattering. And so I said, all right, fine. And so we did our thing. And I looked at the picture. My face is fine. My boobs are just so big, Paula. Yeah. <laughs> they just take over everything. And I'm like, is it possible? I, I just told Daryl, I said, I, I really want to get a reduction. He's like, don't you dare. Uh, 
good. He's just like, don't you dare. And I'm like, look, it's just, I mean, unfortunately, I don't have back problems or anything like that, but they just seem so big. They're just, yeah, I get it. I mean, big. I hate it. And then, although I know you're not, you don't probably don't care too much, Stan Lee died today. Who's Stan Lee? I knew it. Stan Lee is the guy that created Spider Man. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was the dog from Family Guy or something. <sighs> no, not Stan Smith from the American Dad ca- cartoon. Stan Whatever. Lee. Excelsior. I see. Oh, I, Stan I, Lee. Okay. Stan. Pause. Lee. His wife died last year, so I'm not super surprised that he passed away. I mean, he lived, he too probably has some stories he could tell. But uh, yeah, he died today. So it's, you know what? It's sad, but it's also like, what an accomplishment. I mean, he he has ch- forever, will everyone will know who he is. If you're into comics at all, you will know who he is. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what did he do? <laughs> he, cre- he invented Spider-Man. Literally oh, okay, invented okay, Spider-Man. Okay. Stop being so hostile. Jeez. <laughs> like when you see... Well, I don't know how many you see, but when he was in like Guardians of the Galaxy, he always has a cameo because he created all those characters. Cool. So they always put him in as something. Mm-hmm. You'll see him. He's a little old man. He always is a cameo. He was a cameo in Deadpool. All of them. So that that's actually the first thing I thought of. I'm like, God, the new Avengers and stuff are going to come out and he won't be in it. That'll be kind of sad. No cameos for him. Anyway, so safe home, Stanley Excelsior. One of us knows who you are. So... Oh, I'm sure a lot of people know who he is. Ask your son. Do you know who Stanley is? I'll ask him. (laughs) I will ask him. Okay, so we're going to go to our ugly and awkward moments of the week. It's not ugly and awkward moments? No, because this is a Wednesday show. Dang it, I had a good one. Okay. I have a good one, too. I'll save it. (laughs) So we'll save them for our Sunday show. Vegas edition. Uh, it's actually not that hard to find uh, ugly and awkward, ugly and awkward moments in Vegas because everybody has them. But sure. these are interesting because these are the perspective of witnesses to ugly and awkward moments. Well, one of them is the other one is a ugly is a true ugly and awkward moment. This is the first one. Depending on your definition of disturbing, I once saw an old woman with uncontrollable diarrhea at a video slot machine, and she didn't <laughs> bother to leave. Oh my god! She was on a roll. <laughs> Can you even imagine? No, and you know what? If you're at a good machine, you won't. Leave. I mean, you can't trust anybody to hold it for you. Well, I think- Actually, that's not true. If you're in high limit. You can call a person over and they will hold the machine for you for five minutes. Really? Yeah, they will. They'll lock it down. Obviously, this woman was not in high limit because although I would think pooping on it would be enough to keep people away. What would you do with your clothes? What? I, Paula, just I just can't even imagine. I can't fathom it. I cannot fathom it. What if you were the person sitting next to them? <sighs> I there's, it, there's so much wrong about it. I don't even know. I... This is why I don't understand gamblers. 
I don't understand the the need to stay no matter what. If if you're on a hot machine, I got a hot machine here. You know, you won't leave. Yeah, what's a hot machine? What are you up like sixty bucks? Yeah, I mean, come on. And then the other person next to you got it on its shoe, and then he had to fly with it on his shoe all the way back to California because <sighs> the airline company wouldn't let him wipe his shoe off. <laughs> it's disgusting. Do you so know how disgusting. quickly I would get up into the bathroom and just rinse my shoe off? Yeah, I'd be like, excuse me. Didn't you hear about that? I did. That's ridiculous. Now they apologized, of course, but I'm like, I'd be like, I, well, that doesn't make the matter better because I had to fly all the way with shit on my shoe. People shit too. After that, in the comments section of that specific story, I read all of these horror stories of people like one time I got, there was a connecting flight and I went in, you know, you come in after they deplane and you go in and you sit down and I sat down and the entire seat was wet. Oh, God. And it was a full flight. And so they gave me a blanket to sit on because they couldn't do anything about it. Well, what are you going to do at that point? I don't know. I I just I don't know. It says someone blow dries your ass. I mean, well, I mean, and what is it? Is it water? Is it piss? What is it? Dirty diaper? I mean, but see, this is the kind of shit that pisses me off. It's like, what I mean, you're talking about commuter flights, likely. You're you're talking anywhere between one and two hour flights. It's not forever, you know, but people act like they get on a plane. It's like, I'm starving. I'm going to die of thirst. If I don't shit right now, you know, it's know. like, it's two hours. You have sat in front of a computer for four hours on Facebook, not you personally, but people. Yeah. And not even budged. You can't sit for two hours surrounded by your fellow humans and just behave like a normal adult. That's what I don't get is, is like we came back from Vegas for an hour and a half. Yeah. And I'm just like and I don't even want to know how many people defecated in oh, the bathroom. Oh, and I'm like, man. you mean to tell me you couldn't go <laughs> from the airport where there are facilities. A lot of facilities. <laughs> to Sacramento without taking a poop. I don't get it. When we when we landed, we were about five minutes away from landing in Sacramento and suddenly the entire airplane smelled like dirty diet. The entire plane smelled like poo. Even a baby can go that long. I couldn't believe it. I said, I've heard of these nightmares. I can't believe I'm living it. (laughs) I didn't realize how lucky I had been. It's like being crop dusted at the grocery store. Well, when we were on our way to Vegas, you hadn't paid attention, but the guy sitting in front of me, he farted hard. Oh my God. I was like, how do I, I mean, I just put my mouth in my shirt. That's all I usually do is I just put my nose in my sleeve and pretend it's like a air thing or it's something. It's disgusting. People try and bang the ceiling to make the air mask drop. Just disgusting human beings. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. I think oh. we're uh, just one step away from getting private airplanes. Paula, I swear to God, I would do private. Except that they're small, which means we'd fling and hit some cliff somewhere. I don't know. We'd be like a jet in the sky and then feel all the turbulence. I'm really starting to understand why. What's that one coach from the Raiders from a long time ago? What is that guy's name? I can't remember his name. He only goes by bus. I think he's dead now. He wouldn't go. He wouldn't fly. He would. He would bus everywhere. Was he afraid of flying? Daryl's going to be sitting there going, it's this person. Uh, Raiders coaches. It's he was a Raiders coach. He's like the most famous one. John Madden. Jesus fucking Christ, Jamie Lynn. You're an embarrassment to the Raider nation. They make video games after him. Yes, they do. Oh, my God. John Madden would never fly. He only took a tour bus everywhere he went. 
and he didn't care how long it took. He would leave early to get there in time for a game. He never flew. I and, wonder why. Well, I'm sure it was fear of flight. Maybe he had a scare once. But what Maybe. I do know is that I'm starting to understand the attraction to a tour bus on your own. Could be. Yeah. I mean, it's probably it's not as safe, but, you know, then you don't have to deal with other people. Kind of get it. Kind of like your own RV. Or <sighs> yeah. And it was he did. He had a he had a tour bus. It would have it was, only taken us eight hours to get there, but about <laughs> I don't know, Paul. I just <laughs> maybe you know. I'm not sure humans were meant to fly <laughs> in general. I don't know. Every okay. time I see a plane take off, and I'm just like, I don't think that really should work. Yeah, I had read something about like when you go to Europe and you and they try to encourage you to get on the time frame right away because the time change is so drastic. It's like an eight hour time change, and it said. Humans weren't meant to do that. We're, we're not built to adjust to that significant of a time change. I mean, if you think about it, in the old days, you would go on a ship and it would take you a month and a half to get anywhere. So right. you would have a long time to adjust to the time change. Whereas now you leave San Francisco and you're in France eight hours later and you're like, okay, it's nighttime now. You know, it's like you're not supposed to be able to do your body is not allowed. It doesn't accommodate time change. It doesn't your body does not care. So now the new advice is do not adjust to the time. Just let your body tell you when it's tired. Let your body tell you when it's hungry. You know, don't try to. And what's interesting is it said your body will recognize that it's nighttime because the the night air, everything gets cooler and quieter and your body will actually get tired. I have no problem with that. I can sleep anytime. I mean, too. (laughs) I could take a nap. (laughs) So anyway, okay. here's the second one. This is this is a Vegas workers ugly and awkward moment. This is a a legit one. This is something that you and I would do. Absolutely. First of all, we would not be a security guard. But just in case this could happen. I was working as a security guard in one of the shops in a casino. One day, this nice old lady came up and she's eating a cheeseburger. So I kindly tell her there's no food allowed in the store. She smiled at me and said, no worries. And she proceeded to finish her cheeseburger in front of the store and chatting with these two huge men in leather jackets she was hanging out with. The manager at the point at that point runs over to me and says, why did you not let her in? I told her that I'm just following the store policy, that the lady didn't get mad or anything. So I really wasn't sure what the big deal was. That is Celine Dion. (laughs) I looked at her. She has no makeup and was dressed like one of us commoners. But sure enough, it was Celine Dion. The two big guys were her bodyguards. She's a headliner at the casino and was on a shopping break. She proceeded to enter the store and bought just about everything that she wanted and walked away. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I'd recognize Celine Dion, Probably especially if she didn't have makeup not. on or anything. And I just, she's an old lady. I'm like, I don't think she's that old, but she probably she's so thin. Yeah. And without makeup, I don't yeah. know. I mean, <laughs> that's strange. That, that is would, so funny, though. That would happen to us. I would I feel do like, that. I'm sorry, miss. You can't eat your cheeseburger in here. She's like, oh, that's OK. First of all, I would be like, Celine Dion doesn't eat cheeseburgers. That's clear. Second, she doesn't look like Celine Dion. She looks like a pale old lady. Yeah, really. Oh, you're Celine Dion. You must want directions to the bathroom now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Bathrooms are only for for paying customers only. No problem. I'll buy one of everything. And it was probably, you know, Harry Winston or something because we saw that Harry Winston store. We did. I I think that was the most expensive store we saw. I loved it. I loved seeing all those fancy stores. That was that was one of my favorite things is window shopping. Yeah, I wouldn't dare go in one. I couldn't believe how many people were in Gucci. That was insane. There were so there many people in the Gucci on. store. I said, is there a sale going on? Gucci doesn't go on sale. 
was weird. But there was, you know, there's a lot of people from all over the world that come to Vegas. And Gucci might be cheap in Vegas compared to other places. Well, I mean, in reality, to com- comparison to the other stores, with the exception of Coach, Gucci probably isn't that expensive. I would agree with you. With Chanel, YSL, Harry Winston, Louboutin, all those stores were in there. I wanted to go to the Dior store, but it was kind of far, and I couldn't walk anymore. So. No. <laughs> walk in there with our bloody stumps. It's like, help. <laughs> They're do, you like, any, do you have any comfortable shoes? <laughs> uh, no, we don't. Get out. <laughs> Get out with your bling champagne bottle full of pina colada. The gate would come slamming down before like, we even got close. I'm sorry. We are closed. My money's just as great as yours. <laughs> no, it is not. Get no, out. It's not. Anyway. All right. Well, that's all I have for today. What about you? I have nothing. So I think we will wrap. We are going to do a show uh, on Sunday. And then after that, we are going to take the week off because it will be uh, Thanksgiving, my son's birthday, and uh, I think most of you will be enjoying your week, your Thanksgiving week. Yes. Other than that, have a good uh, rest of your week, and we'll see you on Sunday. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.